When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA Curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenix. All right, welcome in to the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. Bryce Atkinson here, joined as almost always by Joe Calabrese, fellow TESN member, but more importantly, co-founder, as we are ready to embark now, Joe, on Omaha, the Olympic trials beginning this Saturday, November the 11th, our first draw just after lunch, but this is your official 12th in Sports Network Trials Preview Show here on the Extra Extra In Podcast Show. As we've talked to all the teams, now it's just simply about setting the table for the trials, which begins Saturday in Baxter Arena. Yeah, Price, we can't be any closer. It's uh, T-minus two days to lift off for me, and I think three days for you as we're recording this. Uh, I'm, I'm super pumped about this. It's going to be a, a great time. Yeah, it really is going to be a great time and, you know, excited to see a lot of people, the crowds. We had a great time in Omaha back in August for the filming of Curling Night in America. I hope everybody's been tuning in watching that. I hope everybody's going to tune in and watch certainly the stream on the NBC Sports app that you'll be able to sign up and, and, and get on your smartphone for free and you will not need your cable uh, subscription provider, login information, all that stuff. It All the games leading up to the, 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 the finals starting on Thursday, those will be streamed via 12th and Sports Network. Everything will be live, free, right there on the NBC Sports app, Joe. You will not need your cable provider info for that. Yeah, that was a nice little uh, thing that we heard this week. Uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen exactly, and we were trying to warn you ahead of time that you might need a cable subscription, but you don't. It's just on NBCSports.com and then NBC Sports app. Uh, we get our coverage started this Saturday at 1 p.m. Central. It's going to go all the way through 10 draws on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central. And if there's any um, tiebreakers leading up to the playoffs, we're going to take care of those tiebreakers too. Then the uh, coverage shifts over to TV and NBCSN. And so they're going to handle the rest of it, uh, all those playoffs. Uh, and after the week's over, we'll know who our representatives are going to be in South Korea. Yeah, just going to be really special to see who will represent Team USA in South Korea. We will be there for the duration. At least I will be there for the duration. But make sure you follow at 12th in Sports on Twitter, the 12th in Sports Network on Facebook, and certainly TESN.us. We will give you information about more things that we're going to do on the Extra Action Podcast from Omaha. We will have some episodes and shows from there. Might have some daily recaps that we'll be posting. There's going to be a lot more on that in the coming days, so make sure you stay tuned to the 12th In Sports Network on Twitter, Facebook, and certainly their homepage, TESN.us. All right, let's set the table, Joe, what we've got coming up. A big, action-packed 12th In Sports Network work podcast here on the extra extra in trials preview special as we will talk with coming up jason knapp the nbc play-by-play voice of curling that will be calling the action once nbc sports gets it from us uh, on thursday next week so jason knapp is coming up as he will call that action certainly he will be in south korea doing the curling action over there for the winter games in february we also talked with jerry gertz 
Curling Zone president and CEO, take a statistical look at these teams, and we will wrap it up with Lindsay Toussaint from the Omaha Sports Commission, director of events. She's going to talk about tickets, Winterfest this Saturday, what all Omaha has to offer as a sports town, things going on inside and right outside the arena in Exarbon Village. So you won't want to miss three fantastic interviews as we set the table right here, Joe, on our Trials Preview Special. Yeah, we had a jam-packed show uh, for you this week, and you know, we've got our, our contest as well. You know, we have an introduction to curling book by Gabrielle Coleman, and uh, you're going to want to get on our website and get on that contest. Uh, you ever wonder, you know, why the heck are they doing this? Uh, this book tells you why. And so that's the, <laughs> that's the best part about this book. But, you know, I'm going to be taking my notes when uh, Jason Knapp is on it, you know, as the uh, play-by-play voice for TESN. I'm going to take my notes and learn a little bit from the true professional Jason Knapp. And, uh, boy, I'm really excited to hear from Jerry what he has to say about these teams uh, from his perspective, a statistical perspective, uh, something that uh, I'll be uh, real interested in as well. Yes. You know, and, and, you know, the Omaha Sports Commission, they've just done such a great job uh, leading up to these trials, and I hope it pays off with them for them with big crowds at Winterfest and during the trials. Yeah, they really have done a fantastic job. And so Lindsay Toussaint will be coming up. Again, Jerry Gertz from Curling Zone. And in, next, in the very next segment here on our Trials Preview Special, Jason Knapp, NBC Sports, where he's going to join Joe and I right when we come back here on the Extra Extra Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. Have you tried different weight loss programs and are still looking for results? I was too until I found Isagenix, and it didn't take long before I started getting the results that I wanted. Isagenix is a complete 9-day or 30-day weight loss energy performance and health aging program. With over 550,000 customers in 7 countries, Isagenix's science-backed ingredients and products are rigorously tested for safety and will help boost your weight loss efforts by gently cleansing and nourishing your body. Isagenix's cleansing and fat-burning system has helped me relieve daily stress and given me even more energy to play with my kids from sun up to sundown. Every day and every week, I'm coming across and meeting a friend of mine that is also an Isagenix customer. My personal Isagenix associate, Sarah Schuster, helped me take control of my health and, most importantly, my life. Sarah walked me through the entire process, answered every question, and most importantly, serves as my personal daily cheerleader. And she can do the same and more for you. Give Sarah a call with the keyword curling at 218-391-1566 and she'll waive your one-year membership fee. Stop making excuses and start taking control. Let Sarah get you started on a healthier life at 218-391-1566. Isagenix did it for me, and it can do it for you. All right, welcome back into the Extra Extra and Podcast. Bryce Atkinson and Joe Calabrese. And now excited to talk with, I guess what we should call Jason Knapp, the voice, the official voice of NBC Curling. Jason, they're going to be in Olymp- uh, Olympic Trials in Omaha later this weekend as we get going on Saturday. But just a pleasure to have you uh, to preview the upcoming U.S. Olympic Curling Trials in Omaha. Jason, welcome in. Hey guys, thanks. It's uh, it's going to be a great time coming up in Omaha. Can't wait to get there. Yeah, it most certainly is. And I guess let's just get to it. Uh, you know, you as a play-by-play announcer, you went to Syracuse, and you're you're juggling a lot of different sports right now. You college football. You you mentioned you got some uh, you know speed skating, short track, long track uh, this fall. Of course, you got the Olympic curling trials. What is this fall like for you as a broadcaster, man? How nuts is this to try and keep all these different sports straight, Jason? It, it's fun. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm privileged and lucky to be able to do what I do. And for me, having the opportunity to challenge myself and do a lot of sports is great. I think I've done over 30, 35 different sports and kind of endeavors now. So I, I love challenging myself. And, you know, when I got the call to do curling leading up to Sochi and help out NBC on that, it was something else to kind of add to and I love doing it because it's so different from just about anything else I do whoever thought of miking players when they first (laughs) decided to put curling on tv should be knighted that person is a genius because it 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 really for me and for for tv folks it kind of transforms what you're able to do I mean I always tell people imagine if you were able to mic 
the NFL and every player on every play and listen to the huddle all the time. I mean, it's got that, it's got that sensibility to it. And I think that's, you know, another way you can engage people and kind of draw them into the game. So uh, Jason, uh, you, know, you mentioned that you called the games in 2014. Uh, curling was, that was your first foray into the Olympic curling uh, play by play, correct? Yeah, I had done um, the Olympics for, NBC for London. I had done a variety of sports, wrestling and, and archery and different things and, and continue to work for them. And then leading up to that, Andrew Catalan had done such a great job and was the lead voice in Sochi. And I was able to to help out on a on a second crew to do stuff. But getting the opportunity to do some events in the run up to that Continental Cup and some different things was great. And just, you know, the experience of doing that. And, and for me, whatever you do, to me, the Olympics is the biggest sporting event in the world. And I've been fortunate enough, this will be my fourth Olympics coming up for NBC. And I hope to be able to do them until I can't do them anymore. I mean, for me, it's it's just such a great avenue to be able to watch athletes compete at the highest level, no matter what the sport. And it's been really enjoyable to kind of watch that. And now for me, from the last Olympic cycle and in, in the last Olympics and through this cycle, to come up to Korea, it's been fun to watch a lot of the curling storylines kind of evolve and see how they play out when it counts the most here in the next couple of months. Yeah, and I guess as we're continuing with Jason Knapp, the uh, play-by-play voice of NBC Curling, will be calling the action in Omaha with Pete Fenson. And, you know, one of the things I'm curious about, you, you touch on it there. I mean, this is going to be now connecting the dots, Jason, the, the, the full cycle maybe, so to speak, with having uh, last time in Sochi 2014, you obviously have done several curling night in Americas and now the trials, you know, to connecting those dots through a full cycle. That's that's, that's got to be kind of feel like this has kind of come full cycle, no pun intended for you. Yeah, it is. I, I, and I really am, am enthused about seeing how kind of the storylines play out. And for the U.S., let's face it, the, the results last Olympics, last couple of Olympics mm-hmm. haven't been what they desired. You know, the changes, you know, with the high performance system, it's paid off in some better results in the last couple of years, it looks like. I mean, not the amount of medals I'm sure the U.S. would love to have, but certainly it's encouraging. But the big question is, coming out of the trials, those teams that are fortunate enough to survive in advance and go to Korea, can they deliver podium finishes? I think that's what everyone is looking for, uh, you know, certainly to see if they can come out of the mix and, and deliver when it counts the most. Mm-hmm. Jason, uh, you back in August, you were part of Curly Night in America. Uh, it's just going to be played in the same arena as the uh, trial that was played in the same arena as the trials. What's your impression of the Baxter arena and what the uh, expected crowds for the trials are going to be like? Uh, it'll be fun to see, you know, you're, you're in the uh, Husker territory. So it, in November, but it, it'll be fun to see how the fans come out. I know certain sessions had great crowd support there in Nebraska. And I know the folks at USA curling certainly are enthused to have you know, the background uh, for them, it, it's certainly a uh, not a traditional market necessarily for them, but I think they're they're excited about the prospects of being able to have folks come out. Baxter Arena looks like a magnificent facility, um, and I know the fans enjoyed the curling there. It'll be great to see what what uh, the crowd output is as we get set for, for a week of, you know, high intensity events for a lot of these athletes that have put in so much time in the last four years. Yeah. And Omaha really, Jason seems to having had the U S Olympic swimming trial several times, I know they've had some, I believe it's uh, some national uh, figure skating. I mean, you've had a lot of Team USA flavor that has come through the city of Omaha, and it's a place in America's heartland, you know, being there in Curling Night in America and going to several places away from the arena and seeing just Team USA. It really seems like a city that fully has embraced Team USA and the entire Olympic movement, which to me is an exciting prospect to go to a place for a week that just simply cares, forget about sport, but just simply about that flag and Team USA. Yeah, it's it's such an underrated sports town for mm-hmm. my money. I mean, look at the support it's had for the College World Series for such a long time, regardless of which teams are in it. You talk about the Huskers and the football tradition there. Creighton basketball, I don't know if a lot of people know. I mean, they sell out their arena on yep. a regular basis, getting 18, 19,000. It's one of the best 
college basketball venues in the country that a lot of people are unaware of. So mm-hmm. I, I certainly expect people to, to turn out here. You talked about swimming trials and, and having, you know, great crowd support there. I, I would expect nothing less as we get set. I know the folks in Omaha have been working like crazy to continue to, to generate interest and, and build up. And they're certainly doing a lot of things around the trials. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of the team USA athletes are going to be out and about doing some things to, to get more people there. So I, I can't wait to get there and just get started. So let's talk a little bit about that real quick, Jason. Tell us a little bit about the coverage you guys are hiring for the playoffs. So who's on the broadcast team and where can folks find the games? Well, as we get ready for this, we'll be able to see a lot of the coverage on NBC when we get to the playoff time. Looking forward to following uh, along on the web as we get ready to build up to who's going to survive the trials and the playoffs. Pete Fenson will be there, Trenny Kisnerik. Uh, the crew that was on NBCSN Curling Night in America this mm-hmm. season, you know, we'll be there together in Omaha. And uh, it'll be fun to watch not only the teams we've seen over the years on on Curling Night in America, but I'm really intrigued to see if one of these other teams can come out of the pack, so to speak, and apply some pressure um, to these other teams that maybe have a little bit more of a, a better resume internationally recently. It'll be fun, certainly with five teams on the men's side. There's the chance for more volatility there than on the women's side, but it would be fun to see how it plays out. So we're wrapping up with Jason Knapp, the NBC curling voice that will bring the Olympic trials to NBC Sports with Pete Fenson teaming there in the broadcast booth. You can follow Jason on Twitter at Jason Knapp, N-A-K-N-A-P-P-44, native of Pennsylvania and a proud Syracuse University graduate. And one thing I'm curious about is, uh, you know, before we let you go, Jason, is a, the perspective you bring to the casual fan is not being an insider. Just kind of talk about you know being able to talk on the surface to the casual curling fan, which grows every single Olympics, Jason. Well, I think that's key. And you know, during curling night, you know, we do some instructional stuff. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of your audience too are, are diehard folks. During the Olympics, you're certainly going to get some more 101 because you're going to have more eyeballs there that are really kind of just stumbling by maybe or enthused at a time where they really are watching winter sports because it's the Olympics. And what you're trying to do is grab those people, not only for for us at NBC, but Mm -hmm. for the growth of the sport in the future and try to endear them to the game. But for me, in the variety of sports I do, I always tell people, what I do during a broadcast never changes, no matter what the sport is. You know, my, I always say my job is television. Pete's job is curling. And we're going to meet somewhere in the middle. I never want to tell Pete Fenson how to play a shot in curling. He's got an Olympic medal, <laughs> you know, which is way more than me. I mean, I, you want to try to let the people that are experts in a sport do their job. And, you know, I understand what we need to do in the broadcast to hopefully bring that out. Mm-hmm. So I always say, no matter the sport I do, my role doesn't change. It's kind of to identify and introduce a lot of the characters and some of the storylines of what's at stake in the event, and then kind of help guide the way as we go along on our two or three hour broadcast and continue to kind of follow those key moments that go along. And again, in, in curling, what I love about it is that, with the players mic'd, we can really listen in, listen to strategy, listen to thought process, and and, and listening as opposed to talking and talking too much sometimes mm-hmm. in a broadcast that as broadcasters we all are guilty of, of of having done sometimes. You know, less is more here, and we we're able to really listen in and understand how things play out. So I hope that that comes across in in continuing to try to understand and then hear what a player is saying and relate that with Pete's expertise and be able to kind of teach and grow the game even more. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, those are all really important points and points I try to keep in mind while we're doing around Robin. Uh, I have one last question for you, Jason. Um, you know, the 2018 Olympics in South Korea with mixed doubles, that means curling is going to be on every single day of uh, the Olympics in 2018. Every single day any... plus two. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, so my question is in that is the, the spirit of that, do you have any special prep to get your voice ready for, for two plus weeks or two, three weeks of curling? Uh, no, it just, you just kind of get into to a routine and, and try to save it when you're not on the air. Um, 
you know, that, that sometimes is a, is a big thing. No, just, just try to get rest and it's a grind. I mean, we, the build up for the Olympics for athletes and it is so intense and it is for us too. I mean, you know, the folks at NBC were great when I had the first opportunity, you said, you're going to love, you're really going to, you know, buy into it if you believe in it. And I do, but it's, it's taxing, especially as you guys know, uh, you know, a day of curling with three sessions, if you're working a couple of those sessions or all of them, it's, it's their marathon days. And then tack onto that now two weeks plus with mixed starting, I believe, a day before, two days before the opening ceremonies, and then running in. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a marathon, but a fun one to do. So making sure you get rest, trying to talk uh, less when you're not on the air. I think are kind of keys to saving your voice and, and making it through to the gold medal gold medal matches. Well, Jason, it's been a pleasure to have you. As we can't wait to see you in Omaha, and you know, like we mentioned, you guys will have the the playoffs, uh, the best of three, starting on Thursday, and you know, you and Pete Finson teaming in the NBC booth as you will be the voice of NBC curling, as not just here in the Olympic trials, but as we make the turn into February, the 2018 Winter Olympic Games in South Korea. Uh, everybody can follow you on Twitter at Jason Nap 44. Jason, it's it's just been a pleasure from Joe and I. Just thank you so much. Can't wait to see you in Omaha. Yeah, fellas. Thanks. Looking forward to seeing you guys coming up in Nebraska. Absolutely. We will see you there, Jason. And that's Jason Knapp right there, the voice of NBC Curling. Appreciate his time. When we come back, going to flip the page, take a look at these teams statistically heading into the Olympic trials in Omaha with Jerry Gertz, our friend from Curling Zone, president, CEO. We're going to talk with Jerry here in just a few minutes. Right here when we come back on the Extraction Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. Have you ever wondered, why the heck did they try to do that when you're watching curling on TV or on the web? Or maybe when you're playing and your skip makes a call that leaves you puzzled? Well, wonder no more because this week's Extra Extend Podcast Contest is a book by Gabrielle Coleman entitled Introduction to Curling Strategy. The book is divided into five parts to help you understand the basics of the game, strategy, and tactics. It outlines various scenarios and helps you put it all together so you can apply what you've learned on the ice. It's a great gift, and you can get it through the Amazon page at tesn.us, but one lucky person is going to get it for free. To enter, go to our website, www.tesn.us slash podcast, and use the widget in the upper right-hand corner of the page to enter. All right, rolling along right here on the X-Direction Podcast, our trials preview special. Now we're going to pivot, talk uh, talk statistically about these teams here. There's eight teams taking the ice in Baxter Arena later this week. And obviously, Jerry Gertz, our man, president and CEO of Curling Zone. You can check him out on Twitter at Curling Zone and everything they've got, curlingzone.com. And Jerry, let's start on the women's side. We've got three teams this is a pretty, I think, a pretty simple, when you look at it, unlike the men's side where you have five teams, three on the women's side, right or wrong, that where you look at Nina Roth, Jamie Sinclair, Corey Christensen, this is probably a, a co-favorite situation between Team Roth and Team Sinclair. Yeah, they're, they're definitely the two teams that are getting all the attention. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, as we've seen in, in Olympic trials in the past, weird things happen when you put this kind of pressure on, on, you know, the teams and, uh, you know, it's, it's the kind of situation where it wouldn't shock me to see, uh, Corey Christensen's team, uh, rise up, uh, through at the same time too, because they've, they've definitely had a very solid season. And, and, uh, at the end of the day, I think they're going to be probably the best team in the U S mm-hmm. but it might be more of a 2022 situation, but you never know when they arrive. Yeah, and uh, you know they've got the talent, they've got the skill. Now it's for them, it's experience. And in a in a field like this, familiarity and curling, you know, it really changes the dynamic on how teams play. Yeah, like Corey Christensen has beaten Jamie Sinclair. She's beaten Nina Roth. So she's going to go into these games with that comfort factor that she knows she can do it. Yeah, I, and I, so that you know that that takes some of that strength of Sinclair and Roth out out of play. But, uh, you know, it's it's been a great season for, uh, I think, both uh, Sinclair and Roth have had some great results this year. And, and uh, you know, great to see Nina win uh, in uh, Portage of Prairie at the Canada Inns event. And 
I know they had some struggles early in the season with some scheduling issues and and everything. So it's it's good to see them actually turn it around and mm-hmm. you know join Jamie in the in the in that as having some good start to the season. Yeah, as we look at Team Christensen before we look at Roth and Sinclair real quick, they twenty I believe twenty three and sixteen this this fall. And, you know they made the semis in Oakville and then over in Sweden. You know, a, you mentioned a really solid season, and the light is going to go on. I mean, the light is on. They wouldn't be where they are if if it weren't for Jenna and the the Anderson twins and Corey you know, being capable of being world-class curlers. But like you said, when is that moment they arrive? And obviously this stage is a stage they have not been on before. They have competed at at world championship level events, certainly nationals. But, I mean, this is the Olympic trials. And is this, is the pressure, the first-time pressure of it, how do they handle it? Is that something you're going to be looking at? Well, it's almost something where they shouldn't feel any pressure. Okay. You know, because they're not expected to win. Sure. But they're definitely good enough to win. Right. So as long as they can manage their own expectations. Yep. You know, if they can go into this with a kind of laissez-faire attitude, like, hey, we're not supposed to win this. Let's go have some fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it it could really become something for them. Because you know the other two teams, they're they're expecting to win. Sure. And, uh, you know... Other people are expecting them to win. Yeah, and that and so you know that pressure is going to lay on lay down on them, and you know it's it has been a neat season for Christensen. You know they've they've built early, you know that that uh, mm-hmm. Oakville uh, event result, Sweden going out there. Now they didn't uh, beat anybody of major significance until the quarterfinals, where they beat uh, Bingyu Wang of China. But then you look at the Canad Inns results, and you see that the teams that they went through and they beat. Yeah. You know, they knocked off uh, Darcy Robertson out of Manitoba, which who's had one of the better seasons in Canada this year. Uh, Michelle Anglot, the uh, Scotties runner-up. Oh, yeah. And then Shannon, Shannon Burchard was another team that they beat there, yep. who uh, is also in the pre-trials. So, you know, I think uh, the results are building, and... and we could be in for a surprise there. Yeah, and I think one point, great point you make about the pressure is not on them because they're not. In, you know, nobody's looking at them as the favorite. They look, they're looking at Jamie Sinclair and Nina Roth. But the personalities on that uh, that Christensen rink are are very conducive to you know very laid back, uh, very calm, very I don't want to say free spirited, but just simply very calm. And you know, as we pivot over to Nina Ross rink, twenty two and thirteen, you know, you mentioned big win in the Canadiens open, twelfth uh, in the order of merit. They qualify three out of five events. You know, a, another like Jamie Sinclair's rink, Nina Roth, she's had her moments the, the four of them, they have had a very solid all three like all three of these teams, but Nina Roth has had a very solid fall season as well, Jerry. Yeah, they are a, you know, I think they're truly on the verge of breaking out in the game. Yeah. You know, it'll be, uh, it'll be nice to see them. Uh, they should uh, make it into some Grand Slam events actually in Canada for the second half of the season, regardless of what happens in the trials. So I think that'll be a good test for uh, Nina and her team. Um, one thing Nina really has going for her is she's got draw weight in her back pocket. Yeah. You know, everything can go wrong in an end, and as long as you can put that draw on the forefoot to to save the end, it really creates a lot of confidence for that team. And, you know, I think the uh, the coaching addition to that team is, is interesting as well, with uh, Al Hackner, uh, I believe, having worked with them fairly closely this season. And, yep. you know, I think he's a great personality for that team too. Yeah. You know, really smart guy you know, will help them relax. You know, I think that's something that team, you know, they almost sometimes just need to get out of their own way. Sure. And go out and, and make shots. And there's a lot of talent there, and it's yeah. it's fun to see that starting to come through. All right, with Jamie Sinclair's rank, 24 and 14, they won the shorty. Uh, they make the playoffs. They qualify four out of six, but four of the – or in two of those four – they qualify in the Tier 2 of the Tour Challenge as well as the Masters most recently. Another really good, especially when you go to the Slams and make the playoffs. That's the name of the game besides getting a win, Jerry. Yeah, you got it. And uh, they won a tiebreaker over Anna Sidorova to get into that quarterfinals game against Jennifer Jones. And, yeah. And they definitely had their chances against Jen in that in that match too. Um, I 
couple shots here and there, they would have had the chance to, uh, you know, to beat Jones, who ended up winning the event and was playing really well that weekend. Just some interesting strategy calls, I think, in the eighth end against Jones, where they need to score a two for the win, and, and instead they started hitting. And so definitely not a, a strategy that I would certainly agree with. So, you know, I think there's still some some work to be done there. But mm-hmm. Sinclair's team, they are definitely hardcore into the analytics. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they really love digging into the research and the numbers and everything. And, of course, from my background, that's uh, that certainly catches my <laughs> uh, interest. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it, it's neat to see the way they approach the game and, and how they analyze it, and they make their decisions based on on facts and yeah. not feelings. All right, so. con- continue with Jerry Gertz, our Curling Zone President and CEO, also Operations Manager of the World Curling Tour. Make sure to check out CurlingZone.com and them on Twitter, at CurlingZone. Let's, let's go to the men's field, Jerry. And, you know, John Schuster, Heater McCormick, Craig Brown, Brady Clark, and Todd Burr. We got five teams there on the men's side. I, I'd be hard-pressed if you look at it and basically say, there's no doubt, John Schuster is the favorite when you look at the men's competition. But besides John Schuster, I'm looking at possibly Brady Clark and Heater McCormick as those two teams right there that could, if anybody's going to up in John Schuster, of course, anybody's capable when you get hot. We saw that at Nationals with Todd Burr and his rink. Now Richie Ruinen over with Heater McCormick. But Schuster the favorite, but maybe Brady Clark and Heater McCormick is possibly the teams that could upset John Schuster. Your thoughts? It again, it's it's very much a field of familiarity too. Mm-hmm. You know, John is definitely the favorite, but everybody in this field has beaten John at some point in their uh, curling career. Sure. So now it comes down to uh, you know a team like uh, Schuster's not going to have that uh, invincibility that some teams might uh, enjoy elsewhere. When you look at the opponents that uh, Schuster's going to face, you know, I don't mind your call about Brady Clark. Yeah, he's the kind of player that uh, when he's on, he can carry a team, and we've seen it happen before. And to be honest, this season they seem to be playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, was talking to Brady uh, at the first event this season, the Stucells Oakville Tankard, and and they didn't make the playoffs there, but he was he was saying that he felt like they were playing really well, and they were, you know, feeling good on the ice, and and all that good stuff that should lead to results. Yet they didn't make the playoffs there. But since that point, though, they've made the playoffs in all their events. Mm-hmm. You know, they came back the next weekend in Oakville again for a smaller event, made the semifinals um, in Saskatoon. They made the quarters, and then St. Paul quarterfinals uh, appearance at home, and then and then in Sarnia they run to the final where they lost to uh, the event where they lost to Glen Howard there. Yeah, and so you know it's they and and of course they also went undefeated in. Uh, in Sarnia until they got to that final. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be a threat. Yeah. It seemed like a very solid, steady fall for Brady Clark and company. And uh, when you go to John Schuster, I guess one of the things that just jumps off for me, I mean, there's nobody that in, in this field, the men's field that has played a schedule that's anywhere on par in terms of quality of competition, high, high level competition, like John Schuster and company. I'm at 21 and, or 31 and 23. They qualified in half of their six events. You know, they made the semis of the tier one of the tour challenge, but you know, there is nobody that is going to be battle tested that has played the slate like Team Schuster. Yeah, they've definitely pushed themselves to a point where their, you know, their results are, you know, kind of middling uh, when you talk about what they've accomplished. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're getting the the good games in, so that you know when it comes down to uh, Friday Saturday at uh, you know in the playoffs in Omaha, they're going to be ready. Yeah, and you know they're going to be making more shots. They're going to be uh, able and 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 ready in every pressure situation. So, right. You know I think Schuster's team is definitely ready to take that next step. You know, become that Olympic team and and uh, and go there, and you know they're definitely a medal contender in in Pyeongchang as well. Yeah, and uh, you know I think that's you know obviously we got to pick Schuster as as the favorite to win. Sure, but because you know five teams, four opponents, 
you know, there's going to be a final. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's going to come down uh, to those last uh, three games, that yep. best of three at the end. And, you know, anybody can beat anybody. And, you know, I wouldn't discount uh, any of the other four teams of, of uh, winning at the same time either. Yeah, as we talked to John Schuster and Tyler George last week on the Extra Extra podcast. And those guys, I mean, it's clear. I mean, this is not this is not the apex of this journey. I mean, they, they expect to win the Olympic trials and their goal and their expectation is to make it on the podium in South Korea. And that is, they are, you know, honest forefront about it is John Schuster, obviously a three-time Olympian and now a four-time hopeful, but looking at Heater McCormick and those guys, what up and down type of fall for them, 23 and 15. I mean, they qualified two of six. They made the semis of the Stu Stell's tanker, but they won the St. Paul cash spiel. Not the kind of field like you'd see uh, across the border, but still, nonetheless, they taste victory. But kind of an up and down fall, maybe for for Heater McCormick and crew. Yeah, they've lost a couple of C qualifying games as well along the way, where you know that that's enough to turn your season around very quickly. You know, winning one or two of those. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost in in Gatineau the the uh, C qualifier to Peter De Cruz, lost to Glenn Howard in the C qualifier in Sarnia. Two teams that you're maybe not expecting to see in C qualifier games either. You know, those are teams that shouldn't fall into your lap in those situations. So, you know, maybe a little bit of tough luck at the same time as who they get to play. But, you know, you know the talent is there. You know, it's, again, it's I think it's the same thing when you look at the experience that they bring. Yeah. They just haven't had a very strong season, though. Yeah. You know, and you could probably throw... Uh, Craig Brown's team into the mix too, where they've really struggled this season to, especially in the second half. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of refresh they go through heading into Omaha as well. Yeah. And you mentioned Craig Brown. That's some a team we haven't talked about. And this is a, these are guys in a team loaded with experience. Craig, obviously himself, Jason Smith has been around the block. Uh, you know, Croy is as good as there is in the U.S., Sean Bate. I mean, this is a this is a solid team. You mentioned the record may not be uh, what some of the other teams, but they did qualify. I, I want to say three out of five, but they faced yeah. some pretty good competition along the way. While that record may not reflect it, yeah, they they played the shorty. They they definitely uh, struggled there, going zero and five, um, and then Sarnia they uh, they went one and three there recently. Mm-hmm. So you know. It, they're definitely taking a little bit of a different approach uh-huh. to to the trials. You know, likely more of a play a little bit less, practice a little bit more, work on on tweaking and being, you know, ready for Omaha. And we're seeing the same thing up here in Canada too, where yeah. you know some of the teams are going full bore, playing more, and you're seeing some of the teams actually play a, a lesser schedule and. And trying to be well rested and ready to go for the uh, trials event, so it will be interesting to see which strategy plays out the best by the end of both trials. Yeah. All right, and final squad there, uh, Todd Burr. These guys, eight and nine. We obviously know the late addition to the Olympic trials with the hearing. So now the fifth team, Todd Burr and company, Richie Ruinen moves over to Team McCormick. Hunter Clawson now moves in. I believe they've only played two events together. Not really exactly sure what this, how this lineup is going to look uh, with everybody in in uh, Omaha as far as Team uh, Todd Burr. Just real quick, I, I don't think there's any w- other way to put it. I mean, this would be the long, sh- the longest of the long shots pick at the Olympic trials, considering just they have not played together uh, very limitedly, and, and especially Richie Ruin and moving over to Heater McCormick's team. Uh, well, Rich is the a catalyst on pretty much any team he plays yeah. on. He's uh, yeah. uh, the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he, you're not going to get much in, much in uh, edgewise with Richie, but yeah. uh, he, he definitely brings that leadership quality to the ice that uh, you know I think can help a team overcome adversity. Yeah. That that's the hard part. That you know, when, when things are going good, you could throw any four players together and you're going to have success, right? Yeah. You know, yep. there's, there's not much to overcome. But when you start to you know hit some rough spots, and curling is a unique dynamic as a four player sport. You know, you you still got to get along with everybody. Yeah. You know, a big bigger team sports, you can ignore the guys that you you know you don't like and don't get along with, and you can kind of work around it. And and you know. 
a single sport or a partner sport, you know, you really, that dynamic has to be strong. Curling is a bit of a mix of both to a degree. And, and, you know, you need those role players within your lineup that will help uh, bring that, yeah. you know, and add that element to, to your team. And, you know, I think they're probably going to be missing that, but overall though, you look at the experience factor on, on the Burr team in general, and, and there's, there's a lot up and down the lineup. And right. From John actually told me that they've swapped the lineup a little bit. John's going to be playing third. Okay. And and Hunter Clausen is now playing second. Interesting. So that will be what you're yep. going to see in Omaha most likely. Okay. Um, and they've had some success this weekend up in Winnipeg at the Fort Gary Industries Bonspiel, where I believe they qualified through the B side, and, mm-hmm. and playoffs are still to be uh, posted yet. Yep. So, well, uh, you know they're you know in in Sarnia the weekend before that they also made the quarterfinals eventually losing the Clark. Yep. All right, let's between go ahead. Them, yep. <laughs> sorry, between them and 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 Clark, those might be your two teams that are having the second and third best results this season yeah. in the United States. Hey, winning, winning, and that taste of uh, success that that will in momentum—that's the name of the game. Getting that momentum and especially having a little bit for for Team Burr coming in. That is certainly not a bad thing at all. All right, let's go ahead real quick on the way out, Jerry. Picks on the women's, picks on the men's side. If you're going to pick a winner on the women and men's side for the Olympic trials, which way are you going to go? Well, the men's side, definitely going to go with Schuster. Okay. You know, I think they've proven their their merit. But, uh, you know, you give you start giving percentages, and I'd say there's a good solid chance that the team going to Korea will not be John Schuster. So, uh, you know, definitely my favorite, but okay. lots of balls in the air. We'll see what happens. All right. Women's side? Women's side, I think you could roll it three times and have three different winners. Okay. <laughs> and I know that's a bit of a cop-out answer. <laughs> but, but your one uh, winner will be. Oh, I'm almost leaning towards Sinclair, to be honest. All right. They, they won uh, the Nationals last year, so they have that experience. I think they have the game plans to approach their opponents properly. Okay. And will be the best prepared team uh, in Omaha. And I think that process will help them overcome, you know, a lot of the other things that will creep into your mind during during the trials. All right. On the way out the door, Jerry, tell everybody where they can check out uh, the Olympic trials, statistically, live scoring, everything during the Olympic trials at curlingzone.com. Tell everybody what they can find right there. Yeah, curlingzone.com. We'll have, uh, um, we'll see the scores on curlingzone as well. Lots of stats. Our chat forums will be busy with uh, lots of discussion uh, about the trials. And uh, there's already a quote betting lines uh, thread going on. <laughs> up there that some of the, the regulars like to get involved and, and have that chat. Um, something tells course, me, something tells me Ben Tucker had something to do with that. Yeah. I haven't even dug too deep into the thread, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess that that's a pretty safe bet and uh, it'll be fun to cover it too. Lots yeah. of social media. Uh, we'll be getting some photos and stuff throughout all our platforms and channels and everything as well. And uh, looking forward to following along uh, and watching it through uh, NBC's uh, app and, All right, Jerry. Well, curlingzone.com, at curlingzone on Twitter. Your home for all things curling. President and CEO of Curling Zone, Jerry Gertz. Can't wait to see you in Omaha. It's going to be a fun week, and uh, several Taco Bell runs will be made. I can assure you that. Well, i got to make one. i got to cross the border, and then I'll run for the border. <laughs> we'll see who gets that first 12-pack of tacos down. I think it might be uh, sometime midweek when we're both famished uh, from being in the arena and not getting any fresh air. Jerry, all the best. We'll see you in Omaha. Looking forward to a price. Uh, safe travels. All right, that's Jerry Gertz, president and CEO of Curling Zone. Don't forget, check them out throughout the entire trials. You come into Omaha for the very first time looking for things to do, what's going on around the Olympic trials? Stay tuned. Lindsay Toussaint from the Omaha Sports Commission is going to talk with us next here on the Extract Trend Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. Whenever you travel for bond spiels, business, or other travel, please remember to go to tesn.us and click on the Expedia banner. When you book your travel through the banner on tesn.us, a small portion of that booking goes to TESN affiliates. If you like TESN, please remember to support our affiliates by clicking on the Expedia banner when you travel. Thanks for supporting our affiliates. 
right, welcome back in to our Trials Preview Special here on the Extra Extra Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. And for everybody and anybody coming into Omaha, Nebraska, later this week, this weekend, boy, you are in for a treat, an absolutely fantastic sports town. Cannot wait to get there myself. But joining us now, Lindsay Toussaint, Director, Director of Events with the Omaha Sports Commission. Lindsay, welcome into the Extra Extra In podcast. Awesome. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy to be in your town coming up in just a matter of days and myself for about 48 hours. But, you know, let's just get into it. Obviously, this is something you guys have spent a while getting ready for. Curling Night in America kind of, you know, whet everybody's appetite for the curling coming to town here starting this week in the U.S. Olympic Trials, a city that is very, very familiar hosting these type of big major Team USA events. That is correct. Yeah, we have a little bit of experience in it, and we're very excited to have this event coming to the city of Omaha. So tell everybody, you know, that has never been to Omaha, and I'm sure there's a lot that many, many, the majority that were not there in, in August when we did Curling Night in America, which obviously you can watch on NBC Sports Network right now. But, you know, what are some of the things, you know, that Omaha has to offer, and especially around the trials? Because I know really everything kicking off Friday with the first draw, but the Team USA's Winterfest down at Stinson Park at Exarban Village, that's just right outside Baxter Arena, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah, so Winterfest is one of the big draws to the beginning end of the trials. So Winterfest, as you know, is the tour that the Olympic Committee puts on to promote the Winter Games and all athletes and Team USA that are a part of that. So Stinson Park will host the Winterfest in Omaha, and that is the second stop on this tour of the 13 different Mm -hmm. cities. We are excited. We have it from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And it happens to be that Stinson Park is right across the parking lot from Baxter Arena where the curling trials will take place. So with draws happening on that Saturday, as well as Winterfest, we encourage people to stop in to watch the draws and go to Stinson Park and keep flip-flopping between the arena and the park. Yeah, and, and listeners, when she says it's literally across the parking lot, I'm talking about literally across the parking lot. It could not be more convenient for, you know, your interactive pleasure is all kinds of great things as Winterfest presented by Hershey's. A lot of interactive games for the kids, autographs. I believe all three women's teams are going to be there at one thirty on Saturday signing autographs. Got a bobsledder. Uh, really some cool things to kind of get this thing going and really get into the Olympic spirit, you know, with that Winterfest right there outside of like Sarban Village, which is a really cool little spot in and of itself with a lot of eateries, a lot of places to uh, eat, drink, uh, you know, kind of get off your feet for a little bit, a cupcake shop that we went to uh, back in August. It was fantastic. I mean, just really, really cool spot there at Exarban Village by the arena. Absolutely. You you touched on that. Exarban Village is one of our newer neighborhoods in Omaha and has just been building up. It sits right on campus or on the edge of campus. So there's a lot of excitement and a lot of activities going on in that neighborhood. Yeah, as we're talking with Lindsay Toussaint, Director of Events with the Omaha Sports Commission. These guys have absolutely elbow grease like crazy, just manpower, getting ready, doing a fantastic job. Can't wait to see them again coming up this weekend. And, you know, as we were talking a little bit earlier, Omaha, for people who have never been, this is a this is a place that really, you know, we touched on it, but has got experience. You guys are well-versed in when it comes to Team USA, the U.S. Olympic swimming trials, uh, figure skating, gymnastics, a lot of the NGOs have come and went from Omaha in a sports town, I think is one of the hidden gems across the country, Lindsay. It is. And we have a lot of pride as a city and a lot of support from, from people of all ages. And we do our best to make awareness happen across the board. Uh, One thing we've done for the curling trials is with the sponsorship of UNO, we produce or had purchased Uh, floor curling kits and have Mm -hmm. been implementing those in the PE classes. So we're going around to different schools, both private and public, and teaching the teachers as well as the students more about the sport of curling and the rules and kind of answering their questions when they have an interest in curling, but they don't know really what they're watching. So we've been making an effort to get around to the schools and then in return, we're also inviting a few schools to attend 
the trials. So they will have representation from a few of these schools on the morning draws of the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday mornings. Yeah, and that does a whole heck of a lot. I know at Nationals back in uh, Seattle in February, the, the school kids who come in during the morning and, you know, the lunchtime for those midweek draws, they just, they bring a element and an atmosphere that's just a lot, it's a lot different, you know, than when you have just your, your typical parents and, you know, sponsors in the stands. But, you know, give us a, give us an update on tickets. I know ticket sales have gone, were very rapid, especially out of the gate all session passes where do things stand at in terms of ticket sales so far absolutely we put all session tickets on sale first we've sold over 2,000 of those wow. we did the playoff package as well had a great number of those sold and then we put single day tickets on sale and those have been going really well and we are very confident that we will have a lot of walk-ups just mm -hmm. for those who happen to be in the area over in Exarbon Village or who have an interest in it or those who have kids that come home and say, hey, I've played this in my PE class. Yeah. I want to I want to see it more. <laughs> uh, so we think that the curiosity will get a lot of, of Omaha and the just support that the city gives in general will bring a lot of single day ticket sales. Yeah, absolutely. And and tell our tell our listeners, you know, where they can get tickets. Tell everybody how much tickets. I know a lot of our listeners are curling diehards have either or either already have their tickets going to be there for the entire for the entire time. But you know, give us the four one one on where where everybody can get their tickets if they want to get them now in advance and, and, and what the cost for, you know, all session and certainly, you know, individual sessions. Absolutely. So tickets can be purchased at Ticketmaster.com. There you'll find the all sessions or you'll find single day. You can also go to the Omaha Sports Commission website. The USA Curling website has it as well, the link where you can find these ticket sales. Tickets will be on sale from ranging from about $5 and up and for single day. And then your uh, package tickets will be around 70 bucks for for the full 17 sessions. All right, as we're continuing with Lindsay Toussaint, Director of Events at Omaha Sports Commission. And, you know, outside is going to be a lot of fun, the Winterfest on Saturday. But inside, what about some of the themes? You have some theme uh, nights going on. Any, are there any special, like, you know, days? Uh, they might have a Hawaiian theme. I mean, is there any kind of specific things for each day going on? And then, you know, some of the things you mentioned, the Broomstack Lounge inside Baxter Arena. I think it's an awesome idea. Yeah, so we have what's called the Broomstack Lounge. So we are creating a lounge area where people can kind of rest and and hang out and talk and mingle between the draws. Right across from that, you'll have on the Holland Ice, there's a bond spiel going on. Mm -hmm. So you can attend that between the draws. We also have what will be the Fan Fest area. So we may not have a theme each day, but in the Fan Fest area, mm -hmm. we're going to have abilities for kids to make posters or for people to come take pictures with athletes or areas where people can curl on one of those floor curling kits up in that on the concourse level, which we're calling the Fan Fest area. Yeah, and I know that uh, I believe it's the uh, Exarbon Curling Club, the the curling competition you mentioned on the Holland Ice. I, I believe if I've got it right, that I, it would say is the D, the daily winner is going to get a chance to go into Baxter Arena and curl on the championship ice. If I've got that right, I don't want to give out any misinformation because I know you know it's, I think that's a great idea that curling competition that those guys are going to be having there on the Holland Ice. That is completely correct. Yes, With, they will get to participate. On the actual competition ice, there are five sheets and two of them will be opened to their use when they want it for between draws of the actual competition and to finish off their bond spiel. That is absolutely awesome. Well, tell our listeners one one more time at omahasports.org. I know that's where everybody can get a lot more information on, on tickets, everything going on with the Olympic trials. But, you know, just give everybody, our listeners, uh, you know, a, a taste of what they're going to have if they're coming to Omaha and where everybody can get more information on everything related to the Olympic trials before, during, and after. Absolutely. Omahasports.org is where you can find more information. We are excited 
to host this U.S. Olympic team trials for curling. It'll be November 11th through the 18th, and we hope to see everybody at Baxter Arena. Well, Lindsay, can't thank you enough for giving us a few minutes. I know your time is incredibly busy and oh so precious as the hours and days are ticking down. Saturday will be here before we know it with the first draw in the afternoon and then opening ceremony at 5.30 locally inside Baxter Arena. Look, all the best. Good luck in the final hours as you guys get ready and cannot wait to see you on on Friday at Baxter Arena there in Omaha. Awesome. Thank you very much, and we'll see you all in Omaha. All right. We'll be right back here on the Extra Extra Podcast to finish this thing up here on our trial preview special. Great interviews here on our trial preview special of the Extra Extra In podcast with the 12th In Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. Really appreciate Jason Knapp. Uh, appreciate Lindsey Toussaint from the Omaha Sports Commission and Jerry Gertz for talking, getting ready for the trials. Just, Joe, matter of days, we will be there. I think you guys hit the ground before me on Thursday. I will be there Friday, but it is here. Yeah, it is. You know, we've got quite a special week and a half coming up here uh, at the Olympic Trials in Omaha. Uh, we are going to be kicking off that round-robin webcast starting Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time. We've got uh, Craig Brown versus Heater McCormick in that feature game, and we have 10 games on the on the docket. And if there's any tiebreakers, we'll bring those to you, too, on the NBC Sports app and NBCSports.com. Yeah, just to let everybody know one final time before we get out the door is we found out you will not need to register your cable provider on the app. You'll simply just be able to go to the NBC Sports app on your smartphone and watch, listen, however you want to do it, every single game from the trials without having to have your cable provider, all that information in there, Joe. That's right. These are for the round-robin games. So those are the ones starting Saturday and ending on Wednesday uh, this week. And the playoffs are going to be on NBCSN on cable, and those are going to be on TV. So uh, I believe they're going to have some sort of streaming uh, component, but I'm not sure the details on that. You're going to want to check uh, NBCSports.com and the NBC Sports app uh, for playoff information. Yeah, well, we will be your eyes and we will be your ears and certainly on social media as well. We will have you covered from the Olympic trials in Omaha as we get ready to make some selections and our picks for the trials in Omaha. But just uh, another great episode of the Extra Extra In podcast here with uh, Joe and, and myself. And, and had a lot of fun this year. But all right, Joe, it's time to do some picks here. We got to pick the men's and the women's team champion. I know it's going to be a hard choice, but hold on. How, how did who, who got the emergency number here? This number is only for emergencies, Joe. Hold on, let one second. Christ, I, I don't know. Uh, hold on. Hello. Hey guys, Rich Runin here, team team from Team McCormick, Doctor Double. I got the old hotline number from my Russian connections because I knew I wanted to get uh, bump qualified here. I know that I know with the extra extra end podcast, it's the real deal, and I wanted to make sure I got on right before the end here, right before the trials, so Team McCormick gets that bump. But- so thanks, guys. <laughs> Holy Rich, cow. Thanks for joining us, man. Holy smoke. That's, uh, that's quite the connection you got there. Yeah, you know, I've been uh, uh, trying to line pockets. I don't know if Price told you, but I sent him a check the other week, and and I just contacted uh, I my bank. I my residual it, from that. Yeah, I think you got to get half of it. I checked with my bank, and it was cash, and I'm like, well, no texts, no phone calls, no nothing, Price. What's going on here? So I had to use my connections and get on the hotline. Well, little did Joe know that that check was going to go to the best steakhouse dinner at the Drover in Omaha later this weekend or next week. But I just got to say, the fact that you unturned any stone and had to go foreign with Russian connections to get this emergency number simply to get bump qualified, I got to tell you, Richie Ruinen, I'm mighty impressed. Well, you know, persistence pays off here. So, you know, and I know how important it is. I've been listening to you guys. I've been, you know, I've been trying to post for you and do things like that. So I get on voluntarily, but apparently money's not even enough. So I had to, I had to do what I had to do to get on. And I'm really pumped now. Team McCormick's got the bump qualification and it's, uh, we're looking good going into the trials. So what do you think, Joe? Do you think 60 seconds, 60 to 120 seconds? Do you think that's enough to officially become bump qualified here? 
I think it's going to have to be, or we're going to have to do another hour of the podcast. <laughs> I don't think we have our t- enough time. I don't think our listeners have enough time for another full hour as we've had a great show. But I guess, Richie, since we have you here, you hacked into us. You found a way to get in here to the Extra Extra Podcast, the final minutes before we get ready to turn this thing over and finish up before heading to Omaha. I guess just real quick, just give us the uh, give us the 411 on Team McCormick here heading into Omaha. Well, we're feeling pretty good. We, we've worked real hard to get to where we are. We've had, you know, some uh, ups and downs this season, but we're playing really well. Uh, we, you know, uh, we just got to prove a couple little things, a couple of half more shots a game, and I think we're, we're ready to go. But we're, we've really worked hard. We're ready to go, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I feel really good going into this week. We really are playing pretty well. Wow, Joe. Well, there's a, when there's a will, there's a way, and I got to say, Richie Ruinen found the way to uh, to get them bump qualified. Color me impressed, Joe Calabrese. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, thanks, Rich, for joining us. Uh, we'll see you a few times out there on the stream. Team McCormick actually kicking off our webcast on Saturday, 1 p.m. Central Time on the NBC Sports app and NBC, NBCSports.com. Uh, thanks, right, Rich, guys. for joining us. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, a couple, couple quick things. It's TSR time, Skull Vikes, and go Team McCormick, and we'll see you guys in a couple days. <laughs> All Come right. On. We'll see you out there, Richie. See you later, Rich. That's Rich Ruinen, member of Team McCormick, hacking into the Extra Extra podcast. I am impressed. All right. I, I'm impressed by Richie, but we got to move on, Joe. We got to get out of here. We got to finish this thing up. We got to put a bow on this final podcast as we will be bringing you some podcasts live. Jerry Gertz and I were talking a little bit earlier. We're, we're, we're Stay tuned. I think we're going to have some more information about what we're going to do live from Omaha, maybe some nightly recaps. We'll, we will definitely do a couple extra extra in podcasts, but we have to do our picks, Joe. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start on the women's side or men's side? Yeah, let's start on the women's side. I think, uh, you know, with three teams, picking two teams to make the playoffs here, uh, <laughs> you're bound to be right with one of them, right, right, right Price? <laughs> that you would be. So, uh, so which way? I mean, it, look, it's I, I, the floor is all yours. I, I, I am torn. Yeah, you know, I, I think these are three relatively even teams, um, but I do think in the triple round robin, the experience that Sinclair and Roth had was probably going to uh, win them the day, getting to the playoffs. Um, and, you know, just to let everybody know, we do sponsor Team Sinclair, so I have to go with Team Sinclair no matter what I'm thinking because um, I want them to win. They're doing such a great job for us out on, the, out on tour, uh, web streaming their games. They're going to be my pick overall. I think they, 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 it's going to be a tight one with Drop. I bet you it goes three, three games. All right. I, I am going to go because you are going with Sinclair, and, and let me just say, I would not be shocked if Corey Christensen and company somehow got it done but I'm going to be a little bit different. I, I do think it probably comes down to Jamie Sinclair and Nina Roth. I think you could flip a coin just like Jerry was torn. Literally, you could flip it ten times and probably come up with five different, uh, you know, five on each side. Because you're going with Sinclair, I'm just going to simply go with Nina Roth's team to be different. Uh, I'm going to go with Roth and company. If you're going to go with Jamie, I'm going to even it out. So, But I would not be surprised. This women's competition, it is going to be tight. It is going to be exciting. All right, on the men's side, you're looking at five teams. There's an unquestioned favorite. Are you going to stray from that favorite being Team John Schuster? Boy, you know, I was thinking about these teams, and all five of them have reason to believe that they uh, could be two teams that are going to be battling in that best of three for that that Olympic spot. I'm not going to leave you any suspense anymore. I think the two teams that are going to be there at the end are Team Clark and Team Schuster. And I think um, my heart wants to say Clark. My head says Schuster. And so I guess I'm going to pick Schuster. I I guess I'm going chalk. Um, The... uh, the thing about Clark that I really like is their consistency so far this season. I think that they um, are well-prepared and ready to go. I just think John Schuster's had better competition so far uh, in their in their fall season, and I think that those two teams are going to kind of um, rise to the top. And I think, again, in the best of three, I think Schuster's going to wind up winning. Well, smart minds think alike, Joe. And I, I like – I got this gut feeling on Brady Clark as well. I don't know. I think maybe from seeing him and hanging out and talking with those guys – uh, back in August at Curl, I mean that was a long time ago. They've since had a uh, a very strong fall campaign. I- I've got this gut feeling that Team Clark is somehow finds 
their way into the final. But I, I too, am with you. I think John Schuster and company, I think they have just played a, a battle-tested, hardening-type schedule. They've gone up against the best. They've beaten the best. I just think John Schuster and those guys, I think they get it done. They punch their spot to the Olympic Games. So, all right. Let's go ahead and finish this thing up, Joe. Been a lot of fun, awesome stuff. I, I just there's nothing really else left to say. Is we've been doing this all fall. It's go time. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to see you there, Price. Uh, we have our coverage starting Saturday, and we'll uh, see you then at 1 p.m. Central Time. All right. Until then, this is the Extra Extra Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by Isagenics. Cannot thank you all, our listeners. Spread the word. We are headed to Omaha. Hope to see you there. Hope you'll tune in on the live stream. Until then, we'll see you from Omaha. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Follow Price and the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways, and guests for upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In podcast, powered by Isogenics. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.